This message comes from Capital One. Your business faces unique challenges and opportunities. That's why Capital One offers a comprehensive suite of financial services backed by the strength of a top 10 commercial bank. Visit CapitalOne.com slash commercial. Member FDIC. This is the 1A Record Club. The 1A Record Club. This is 1A. 1A. 1A Record Club. Welcome to the 1A Record Club. It's the 1A Record Club. Today we're bringing you our conversation with Irish singer-songwriter Hosier. He has a new EP out now, a new album coming soon. And later this year, he'll celebrate the 10-year anniversary of his debut single and biggest hit, Take Me to Church. Since that debut single, he's become a superstar with a 2015 Grammy nomination, two international tours in both critical and public acclaim. His 2019 album, Wasteland Baby, offered him the opportunity to perform with blues icon Mavis Staples on the song Nina Cried Power. His newest project is called Eat Your Young. It's a three-song EP inspired by Dante's Inferno, part of the epic poem about the nine circles of hell, and it's a precursor for his third upcoming album, Unreal Unearth. His latest EP is his first project since the 2019 album Wasteland Baby. We spoke with Andrew Hosier Byrne on March 17th, which happened to be his birthday for our March edition of the 1A Record Club. After this quick break, we bring you that conversation. I'm Jen White. You're listening to the 1A Podcast, where we get to the heart of the story. We'll be back in just a moment. This message comes from NPR sponsor, REI Co-op. REI has gear, clothing, classes, and advice for camping and glamping, biking and hiking, axing and snacksing, backpacking, and another outdoor thing that rhymes with backpacking. Visit your local REI Co-op or REI.com for the million and one ways you can opt outside. Support for this NPR podcast and the following message come from Amgen, a biotechnology pioneer leading the fight against the world's toughest diseases such as cancer, heart disease, asthma, and osteoporosis. In a new era of human health, Amgen continues to accelerate the pace of change, operating sustainably and drawing upon deep knowledge of science to push beyond what's known today. With each decade, they reliably deliver powerful new therapies to patients. Learn more at Amgen.com. This message comes from NPR sponsor, Progressive, and it's Name Your Price Tool. Say how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show coverage options within your budget. Visit Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Last year, over 20,000 people joined the Body Electric study to change their sedentary, screen-filled lives. And guess what? We saw amazing effects. Now you can try NPR's Body Electric Challenge yourself. Listen to updated and new episodes wherever you get your podcasts. It's the 1A Record Club. Today we're bringing you our conversation with Irish singer-songwriter Hosier. I started by asking him how he's feeling about the new project. I'm just eager to get it out there, I think. You know, I've been kind of sitting with a lot of these ideas in my pockets for 
for some time. So so it it just feels good. I feel very grateful to to be able to release music and it's it's I, it's a pleasure to do it on my birthday, I have to say and 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 um you know, it's but yeah, I feel good. I feel I feel it's it, I'm ready. Hmm. I'm ready to share this work, yeah. A lot of our audience wants to wish you a happy birthday. Nath writes on Twitter, "Happy birthday, Andrew. Could you describe your new EP in three words?" Um That'd be tricky. You kind of you got me on the, you got me on the, on the spot there, but I will try. Um I would say more to come. More to come. Yeah. Okay, so those are the three words, but now I need to know <laughs> what you mean. <laughs> um I just mean um they they it just acts as, as a little bit of an introduction, I suppose, for for more music that we're, that that I will be releasing over the over the rest of the the rest of the year, the next coming months, and you know, with an album for for late summer. But I, I think um, you know, two two of the songs are are are, are definitely f- are are part of are part of that body, that larger body of work, which will be about sixteen, seventeen, maybe seventeen songs. I think that's a big songs. project then. Yeah, wanted to, wanted to make sure that there's enough there's enough meat on the bones for when you know. For, well, I'll definitely share a few songs between now and then, but um, yeah, but it's yeah, that's that's why I say it. Why why these three songs to sort of whet our appetites for what's coming? Um, I think "Eat You Young" is one of my favorites off the project. I had a lot of fun. It, I think it's a fun song. It's a playful song. Um, it's it's a little bit tongue in cheek. I think paired with all things end, it's kind of it's it it offers two very different tones, two very different colors. So, mm. um, and through me in particular, uh, it sort of encompasses like in in one song some of the spirit that was that for me was hanging over a lot of the last couple of years, and something that I needed to write and get out. But it, that that reflection on loss and that reflection on change. And, and not resisting it, but going with it, is something that I think it, it finds it finds its way in the in the album. It's, it's something that that sort of hangs over the album a little bit too. Well, let's listen to some of the title track from the EP. Here's "Eat Your Young." I'm Here we got this tweet from Daniel who asks, when he says eat, does he mean it literally? Where did the title for this song come from? <laughs> um, I certainly don't mean it liter- literally. Um, it's not an endorsement uh, for cannibalizing your, uh, your, your children. It's, it's more just taking a very, very dry um, sort of look at, at more like destructive practices and, and, and their logical conclusion. And so the song is written from the perspective of like a very unreliable narrator who sort of relishes in in that more ex- that extract that extractive um motivation that that take everything that you can take uh, and and down the expense and down the cost. Mm-hmm. And so that 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 lyric in the in the chorus is you know putting food on the table if you're putting food on the table selling bombs and guns that uh, it's quicker and easier 
mm. to just eat your young. You know what I mean? So just just skip the middleman. And uh, so it's it's more just just uh, playing around with that idea. Well, after listening to the song, I actually went and pulled up some lyrics because I I was like, I want to make sure I'm hearing what you're singing. And and it says, pull up the ladder when the flood cl- when the flood comes. Throw enough mm-hmm. rope until the legs have swung. Seven new ways that you can eat your young. Skinning the children for a war drum. And that yeah. that line really just hit me straight mm-hmm. into the gut. And and it was interesting to hear you describe the song as playful because there's actually, there's a darkness in here too. For sure. I mean, I, I can't really do one without the other. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say it, but it it is dark. It is dark, and I think it's kind of about sacrificing, sacrificing uh, the next generation's future for the sh- for short term gain. You know, really, and 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 uh, what the, what they have to what they might have to fix or clean up in, uh, in the long run. Um, but that that line, I think, once I'd written the line, skinning the children for a war drum, um, I kind of knew I had a song, you know, so I, I sort of had to commit to that, to that, to that spirit. You well, know? that makes me curious about your your writing process and what you're looking to for inspiration. Um, I think this one I didn't I didn't have to look for inspiration. Uh, thank God. Uh, I think it was more. I think the last few years, I, I don't know. I just I feel like we've uh, we kind of notice increasingly uh, different narratives emerge and are are. Are, um, are are spread about who we should blame for that, and I think I I always found it very funny. Just this is more in the last few years, and me as a, as a as a millennial, uh, how how many articles I used to read about how millennials are destroying X Y Z. You know, everything was was blamed on. It was on, the avocado uh, toast that was what was doing it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's true. That's why the banks were failing. Um. You know. I don't know. It's why. It's why the the sea the sea levels were rising, etc. Um. Fantastic. Um. Absolute fantastical creations that were so. It was more just um, so part of that sort of found its way into into into, into this song as a, as a response, but also just uh, it's also it just seemed it seemed right. It seemed yeah. You often make songs that have a really strong narrative line through them. Where do you see the connection between your music and storytelling? Um. I think I don't even know if yeah exactly I I think I think the two are are sometimes one and the same you know it's like it's as you say I don't know if it's if there is a line there it's very short and in fact it, it might be it might be a line that just circles around them and it's it's uh they're they're in the same little one circle Venn diagram yeah. um I think f- for me I was always fascinated with with songs as storytelling and I I really Grew to love writing music through listening to folk song, and and folk music was always a, a love of mine. And at its bare bones, um, what is it that you're saying? What is a story are you telling? Um, outside of the words that you're saying, you know what I mean. Um, what, what music that, was playing in your household when you were growing up? Um, so it was an eclectic mix. But my dad was a drummer. Uh, he's still really, really interested and still music is a huge part of his life still. But he was, when I was born, he was like a gigging drummer, you know, he, he, and it was in that sort of, uh, it was sort of that Rory Gallagher generation. Anyone's familiar with that? Rory Gallagher was this Irish blues musician. There was plenty of, it was huge interest at the time or in the seventies and eighties in like 
rhythm and blues, blues music, American American blues music, and um, soul music. So his record collection was largely was a lot of blues, a lot of rhythm and blues, a lot of soul music. But he also he had very eclectic tastes. He also had a lot of new new wave records. He was a huge David Bowie fan and stuff like that. So I was definitely the beneficiary of of his of his tastes. I have to say. When you when you mention the blues, that actually makes a lot of sense to me. Um, I grew up in Detroit, and there was a lot of blues <laughs> played mm-hmm. when I grew up, and I think it shares that playful darkness that I hear in your music as well, where you'll be singing mm-hmm. along and kind of laughing, and then you think, like, wait a second, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> things yeah. are not going well for this person when you really tap mm-hmm. into the emotion of this song. Do you think that's part of why that element is in your writing and in your music? Yeah, Um I suppose that playful approach, there's, there's an expression back home. Uh, I mean, Irish people, certainly in my experience, have a very wicked sense of humor. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, the, the, the saying, if you didn't laugh, you would cry. So as, as, a, as a justification for, for uh, having to approach in, with, with levity or approach you know, with, with a, a sense of lightness and a sense of fun. At, at, at our own sort of misfortune and turning that on its head or, or using it to uh, to tell stories that are, I don't know, in sometimes a subversive way, you know. Let's hear another song from the EP, Here's All Things End. The last time I felt You weighed all my chest You said we didn't get it right But love, we did our best And we will again Does this EP, does it feel different in any way for you, or do you feel yourself being pulled in a new direction musically? Um, I think the musical influences are, 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 are still very much, I'm still drawing from the same wells. I think um, I collaborated quite differently on this, on this, on, on some of the songs on, on this uh, EP and across the record where, and, and part of it was just coming out of, out of a, a pandemic, spending so much time with myself, being in a space with other musicians, writing with other musicians is not something I'd ever really done in earnest. So I, I co-wrote um, some of this work with, with the producers who are credited on the album. Um, in particular, like All Things End is something that was jammed out in the space, you know. Uh, with other stuff, I might come in with a demo, come in with an idea, but but let go of the reins of creation a little, a little bit more on, on this. But um, and and and, sh- and sh- share sharing sharing it as a collective act, but uh, yeah, definitely, all things end was like jammed out and just sung on the spot, and and I made sense of it away away from everybody, and 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 but it, that that's I think where there's a sort of also just working with new producers yields very different different sonic sort of. Things, you know. I want to circle back to collaboration, but first we got this question for you from H on Twitter, who asks, how has isolation and time off at home during the last three years changed the shape and depth of your writing or ideas? Yeah, um, I think it was a challenge at some points. I think um, I was always somebody who needed to be alone and have space and time alone to write um, and that was that's that's a place where I, I get 
like that's just a place where I find inspiration. It's a place where I recharge my batteries. But I find that I, I did begin to find after enough time there's a difference between being alone when you choose to be alone. And, you know, it's like that difference between being alone when there's other people around and then being alone because you've no choice but to be. And, and, um, uh, so, and then you kind of keep looking into the well and you keep finding the same stuff. And, and sometimes, and then you, you might find the well dries up sometimes as well too, because really what's, what's refilling it is, is being out in space and, you know what I mean? With, um, with other, with other folk. So I, I sort of, I worked with those songs and, 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 and drew out of myself everything that I needed to draw out. But then also I did find it that, that I had, a, I, I did find that I had a hunger or I had a, I had an enjoyment of creating in a space that was energized by other people. And that's not something I ever really had explored until that point, you know, and that, that changed things for me in a, in a really fun way and in, in a nice new way to explore for this album. You described your 2019 album, Wasteland Baby, as having songs that are, quote, ridiculously into the world. Uh, Mm. This current EP, I understand you drew inspiration from Dante's Inferno, about the nine circles of hell. It's part of Dante's Mm. epic poem, Divine Comedy. How does writing (laughs) from that point of inspiration perhaps feel like a continuation of what you were writing about in Wasteland Baby? I think it was more, um, and you know, the Wasteland Baby was kind of. I think I was I was reflecting on the end, the end of a lot of things. I guess that it, it looked like it was kind of a spooky time that we were maybe entering into a, a period of sort of anti anti trust. Sorry, sorry, anti anti truth, or or uh, anti intellectualism, anti uh, anti academia as well too. It was, it was a, it was an odd time, and it, and it looked like that that was a dangerous space for organized uh, representational democracy. You know what I mean, and and where that might lead us. Um, uh, with this, I, I think it's more allowing myself. And that album, I, I viewed it as each song being a slightly different voice in that same predicament, and slightly different way of approaching things in, in that same predicament. And and I think I'm just leaning into that idea of of each of these being a different little story and a different little voice, albeit it's all it's all me, obviously, but it's it's each one is a slightly different voice. And I was I was I loved the idea also of, of in that poem of it's a journey through a space in which he meets he meets a lot of different people and it's a different if it's a different voice each time it's a different experience each time, mm-hmm. and so it's it's not tied too much to the literature. It's each song sort of stands on its own. There's a few little nods here and there for anybody who 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 wants to wants to go digging, but I wanted to make sure that the songs are are absolutely have free reign when they're when they're in their own space that they just they just stand up as as hopefully as as good songs. We're talking to Irish singer songwriter Hosier about his new project, Eat Your Young. It's a precursor for his upcoming third album, Unreal Unearth. As we go, you're hearing To Be Alone off of Hosier's first album. We'll hear more from you and Hosier in just a moment. Feel too good in with folks around when they're playing the anthems of Crude and proud Preachers playing all out 
This message comes from NPR sponsor, REI Co-op. REI has gear, clothing, classes, and advice for camping and glamping, biking and hiking, axing and snacksing. Visit your local REI Co-op or REI.com for the million and one ways to opt outside. This message comes from NPR sponsor, Bluehost. Try Bluehost Cloud, the hosting plan made for WordPress creators by WordPress experts. With 100% uptime, fast load times, and 24-7 support, your sites can handle high traffic spikes. Visit Bluehost.com. This message comes from Wired. On Wired Politics Lab, you will be guided through the exciting, challenging, and sometimes entertaining vortex of internet extremism, conspiracies, and disinformation. Listen to Wired Politics Lab wherever you get your podcasts. Let's get back to our conversation with Hosier. Take Me to Church was nominated for a Grammy for Song of the Year in 2015. I asked Hosier if the popularity of the song has changed his definition of personal success. I think it has, and I, it's something I notice, and I've 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 learned listening to people who are kind of walking the tightrope of of maybe becoming a public figure based on a release, and and then having to follow that up with another release, and you can have this realization that you are, if your idea of success is what other people say of your work, and how they respond to it, or it's something that's monetary, or it's something that is that is that is some arbitrary measure of how, you know, I, I think you have to just be proud of what it is that you put out. And I think that, that for me, um, for, for me, there's this beautiful, very wise Seamus Heaney quote, and I'm, I keep, keep going back to Heaney. Um, the end of art is peace. And, uh, for me, that's, that's, that's true for a lot of, it's true on, 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 in two dimensions and were many dimensions at least, well, two at least, but, um, that there will be no peace. You know what I mean? That there, that there, as, as long as there is no, no lasting peace, there will never be any, 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 no end to art, but also, but just as in a personal level, um, uh, that's the feeling that you get this momentary feeling of just having made something. And, that fulfillment is is really where that sense of success comes from. Being able to continue to do that, put out the work that that feels that it still resonates with you and it's honest and it feels right, and putting it out into the world, that 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 has to suffice sometimes, you know, because you can't control how it's received. And if if you have expectations, if you, if your joy, if your if your sense of self worth is based on something else other than your own relationship to it, you're gonna you're gonna get hurt, you know. So that's the difference between being externally motivated and internally motivated. Is that so. sort of the line? I think yeah. so. I think it's, it's trying to, yeah, it's trying to focus the lens back inward in, in, in that equation. Yeah. At the same time, it, it's clear that people connect to your music very deeply. You you, you put your emotion, your feelings, um, your passion into this music, and people hear it and respond. So while you're preserving this this internal space through which you measure your success. How are you reacting to the very strong response you get from from fans of your music? Yeah, it's a consideration, and it's always something that, especially on a day like this, 
You know, I mean, it would be dev- of course it would be de- devastating if if uh, you you looked at, <laughs> at what your fans are saying. This I hate this. You know, and that that might that might hurt. You know, and that's the cost to release some music, and and that's that's that really is the fear that keeps people from doing it. I think, and it's it's legitimate. It's a it's so public. Um, how do you balance it? I'm not sure. I think. I think that's a that's 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 a that's a relationship that you that that takes a lifetime to sort of to find the balance with you know and uh, I wish I had I wish I had answers to it but it, I'm thinking about the way your 2013 debut single "Take Me to Church" just really it was an instant hit. It was nominated for a Grammy, and you were pushed into this. Fame, right? So even beyond success, there's fame. Mm-hmm. And how are you? How are you managing the fame piece of your success? Do you think? Yeah, I I try not as as best I possibly can. I try not engage with with thinking too much about it. I think, and like a lot of things that that kind of could send me into a spiral of you know in in any any different direction. Is I, I try to just approach it on on, a, on the basis of who I meet when I meet them. If I if I if I meet them, I, I generally find if people wish to approach approach me and say hello or whatever, if it's on the basis or the merit of as as they view it of my work, and um, that I'm really honoured and, and I, I'm, I'm I, that's such a that's such a, a pleasure. But fame for its own sake, um, outside the work or outside the basis of it of it being to do with people enjoying the work i i try to step i try to keep keep my head down a little bit and i i don't know if it's yeah it's a bit of a yeah i i I don't have much of an interest in it i have to say let's play another song from your first album here's cherry wine myself thinking quite a bit about what changed and, and what didn't over the past few years. Um, and it, and it's, it's really fascinating to observe how we can shift into new, into new rhythms. I suppose I'm wondering, as someone who you said you, you spend you need that time by yourself. <laughs> but now it feels like we are very much back out into the world, right? So how are you finding that balance for yourself as you release this EP? You know you've got more music coming out this year, possibly a tour. You know, how are you how are you balancing that need for that internal yeah. time with yeah. everything that's gonna come along with this new music? Yeah. I mean, you know. A release week uh, is 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 a, is a particularly you know it's a, it's a, it's always an intense week. I think for me, there there I'm I I definitely have and I think I have the benefit of having spent that time in studio working with a lot of energy around. I, I definitely had to reestablish my stamina mm-hmm. for 
having having people around and and being around and, and being on and and um fielding a lot of a lot of different stimuli, stimuli you know uh, people talking to you like uh, a slew of, of texts and emails just constant information that comes with touring that comes with, with music making and releasing um so that yeah that that's that was a challenge to, to step back into you know it was a very solitary creature for the last two years um in that time i hope i've i made i put the groundwork down for developing a, a certain amount of, of skills for for that and some of those skills i developed on the previous tour anyway but you know gaining new practices that that and a new understanding of 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 things that might stress me out and why they stress me out and i think that that was important you know you've made quite a few songs that directly reference social movements and current events whether it's take me to church or your song swan upon lita mm-hmm. and you released it last year in response to both the supreme court's dobbs decision which overturned roe v wade and the iranian civil rights protests sparked by the death of masa amini while in the custody of iran's morality police How do you think of your role as a musician um, and, and where it intersects with, if you identify yourself as such, mm. your role as an activist? Mm. Yeah, it's a really difficult question. Um, and I, I struggle to to, ident- to identify or, or claim to be uh, anything of, of an activist in that. I know a lot of people and I've, I've worked with a lot of people I've, I've I've been close to a lot of people who are who are activists in a true sense, and I've seen how much it can cost somebody. I mean, they're they I mean, the, the the what you know what you just just read out there is a perfect example. Like I, I, that's something that's, that I find staggering about the Iranian protests is um, I don't think we have an, not a lot of people uh, on this side of the world. There there are, um, but we'll understand the, the true cost of you know that this is this is a, a group of young. Uh, that that was one woman who do, who took a, a head covering off, and it cost her her life. What it can cost us, what we can lose through our activism, activism. And I think um, I've known people who, it's it's a it's a it's a life, it's a life, it's a lifestyle, it's a, it's a decision to keep pushing that boulder up the hill, and um, to the detriment of your well being, to the detriment of your of your of your um, of your sense of peace. Because you tr- you truly believe in it and, and you know it's the it's the it's the fight worth fighting you know, and mm. um, for me, if there is space in the work for reflection, just because it's something that 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 resonates with my conscience, it will find naturally it finds a way into the work be- because I, I think of all things that are that are worth writing about or worth reflecting upon, I just think that the work, whether we like it or not, anything that we make is a historical document in the long term. Mm. And I think it 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 it's it's good to be aware of that, and um, that it it sometimes it's it's good it, it's it's wonderful to allow the work to be a witness uh, to its time and to be aware of the fact that it is a historical document and and that it that it that it bears honest witness as best it can. Um, but again, I, I'm a musician. I, I make three three minute pieces of work, four minute pieces. Of, of popular music, you know, um, so 
I struggle to 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 refer to myself as an activist, but there's there is space in the work for for con- for that for that consciousness. And mm-hmm. if in tandem with that, uh, if there's if there's moments that feel appropriate where it can do something positive, uh, I welcome that, and I and I I hope to bring it into the work and and, and do do what it can in, in in that sense. You know, your upcoming album is called Unreal Unearth. When can we expect to hear that project? Um, so late summer. So I think we'll drop a couple of songs between now and then, but we're looking at a late summer release for Unreal on Earth, for the, the larger body of the work. You know, and so is it still in process right now? You're still it's, writing? And- it's pretty good. No, it's, it's, it's pretty much good to go. Um, it's just there is a quite, a, quite a big lead time. Just There's a peek behind the curtain right now with, with vinyl pressing. And uh, with 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 actually getting the album ready for for release. So, but it also it's just that's just the timelines that that have made sense. But I'll be on the road between now and then. I'll be doing some shows either side of the Atlantic. And, and uh, but I think we're looking at late summer for a release. When you think about your your earlier work and the work you're doing now, I don't know if you go back and listen, <laughs> mm-hmm. but how do you hear your music evolving? Um. I, I listen back to, to to some of the early early work. I don't. It's only really in, in if I need to for live to remember how I played it. Um, um, but I, I I do struggle to 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 listen back on work. I I I find myself looking forward as far far more benefit to that, you know. But um, yeah, I think you know that first record. I was so young. I was. I feel like I was so young and so. Um, and the and the, the arrangements of the songs were so DIY. I really was feeling my way. I'd, even working with recording software, I really had very little idea of what I was doing. And what I like about that, and, and going back and listening and having forgiveness of that, is just the sort of the 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 play that sort of loose playfulness. That there's some a great freedom you have in not knowing your limitations and not knowing the right quote unquote right or wrong way to to make or release a song or, or what to write about. And um, so in that, in that respect, I mean, Take Me to Church was the first song I ever released. And it, I, I never thought it was going to be heard by any audience, really, a very small audience yeah. if it did find one. And I think that that offered me a bit of a freedom to, to have all these meandering sort of um, time changes and stuff like that. And, all, and yeah, so it, I, I look back and it, it being very just loose and, and free and, and that, that inspires me to have some forgiveness for some th- those moments where in those moments where I kind of listened back to earlier work and things it's juvenilia you know what I mean but, um, but I mean but, but 10 years later how do you hold on to that that sense of freedom you can hear and appreciate in your earlier work um I think I'm gaining I think I'm gaining back that that sense i i don't know i don't know if i've always i've always kept it um so i'm that's something that the, the pan, in that pandemic as you say we're talking about taking the bull by the horns over certain things it's it's reminding myself that i can go back to that place it's just it's a decision or it's it, it's something you can cultivate you just have to cultivate that relationship with that with that space um but again that's a journey well, well, we'll end on this tweet we got from Annabelle, who writes, if you could implore your fans to do one thing, what would you ask of them? Um, that's really tough. Um, 
it depends on where those fans are in the world. I, I would say right now, if we're talking politically, um, and if we're talking about if you're talking about activism, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, I would say it's it's really important to get involved in 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 first of all politics on a on a, on a local on a local uh, basis and um, become economically literate as best you can about about how how our systems work and um, and 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 make decisions of of conscience and and and. Uh, Show up if, if if be engaged with what your legislators are are enacting, what policies are being formed, and how how what that will lead to, and how that might parallel things that we have seen in the past, and to be engaged as best you can, you know, as a as a as a citizen within a democracy, as opposed to a consumer. Well, Hosier, it's been great talking to you. Really enjoyed listening to the EP. Can't wait to listen to the rest of the album. Thank you so much, you too. Thanks for chatting to me. It's a pleasure. That was Irish singer-songwriter Hosier. His new EP is called Eat Your Young, and it's available now. As we go, you're hearing Would That I off of Hosier's 2019 album Wasteland Baby. His next album, Unreal Unearth, comes out later this summer. Today's producer was Arfi Getty. This program comes to you from WAMU, part of American University in Washington, distributed by NPR. I'm Jen White. Thanks for listening. Let's talk more soon. This is 1A. Support for NPR and the following message come from Bombas. Bombas makes absurdly soft socks, underwear, and t-shirts. And for every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Get 20% off your first purchase at bombas.com NPR and use code NPR. This message comes from NPR sponsor Capella University. With Capella's FlexPath Learning Format, you can earn your degree online at your own pace and get support from people who care about your success. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. All that sitting and swiping, your body is adapting to your technology. Learn how and what you can do about it. I really felt like the cloud in my brain kind of dissipated. Once I started realizing what a difference these little bricks were making, there's no turning back for me. Take NPR's Body Electric Challenge. Listen to the series wherever you get your podcasts.